My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com The official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch wrestler, promotion, manager, or platform, and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. What it is, what's up? Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very special guest. He's a four-time Stanley Cup champion for the Detroit Red Wings, one of the most dangerous enforcers in NHL history. And how I know him, a combatant in the pit four for ICW No Holds Barred. It is the one and only Darren McCarty. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great, Rafe. How you doing, bud? How's the uh, weather over in Australia? Mate, uh, sunny and fine. We don't do it too tough very often, so it's uh, sitting real nice outside if I peer outside this window, so I'm uh, looking forward to getting out in, uh, after we've had a, an amazing conversation. That's awesome, bro. I'm, I'm, I can't say how, how honoured I am um, to not only talk to you, but... You know, because of uh, fan of your podcast, but also too because um, just the fan, the fan of wrestling. You know, the wrestling yeah. worldwide, and a couple guys in the Commonwealth, right? Yeah. Canadian, Australian, give our perspectives. Exactly, so, we got a t- team it. together. The Commonwealth connection, Darren McCarty in faces and feels. I'm more than ready for it, man. One thing that came across to me, like instantly in the things that I've seen from you on social media is your passion for professional wrestling. Over here in uh, Australia, we, we're not really a big ice hockey country. We don't really have ice. So <laughs> I, though I know what the NHL is, a lot of it is, you know, flies over my head. So to me, Darren McCarty is a professional wrestler. So I, I really <laughs> wanted to... <laughs> Dude, now you're feeding my ego and... and, and stuff like this because you know what i also uh i'm in a band and you know i have a band i do comedy and stuff like that yeah right i call myself an entertainer uh-huh. you know what i don't want to i don't i don't want to do it for the guys who do it professionally but i but you've made my day <laughs> oh well man you, you're on iwtv you're fighting with those boys you're in there with brandon kirk you're a professional wrestler in my book what do you play in your band darren i'm the lead screamer lead screamer you're playing band. heavy stuff uh, yeah, more of a, our influence is, uh, my band's called Grinder, and I know that's a joke, but we had the band before they had the website, <laughs> but uh, it goes to a grinder in hockey is the way that I play it, obviously, being yeah. part of the grind line and stuff like that, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, no, I write I write the songs, and um, it's it's like, uh, it, it, it's poppy, um, old school rock and roll riffs. Uh, a lot of influences are uh, Iggy and the Stooges. Yeah. And, 
the MC5 and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm one of those guys, Rafe, that that I'll try anything if I and if I like it, then I'm gonna study it. Yeah. And I want to show it respect. Yeah. Right. So, so what? Why it means so much? And and when I listen to you guys talk about going through um, being a part of the ICW and and I've done things with uh, XICW and IWR and stuff like this, but it's the respect out of the the guys that do it because I'm not trying to be a wrestler. I'm not trying to break in. My goal, honestly, at the end of the day is I have a, I have a cannabis company. I have the CBD and, and the cannabis products that I've been able to, um, give some of the guys. And I figured like the, the way that I think is, listen, I'm such a death match fan. Yeah. If I give John Wayne Murdoch and Neil Diamond Cutter some CBD, lotion and they feel better yeah well they're gonna be then they're gonna be more lunatic in the ring <laughs> when they cut each other up beat each other up i see how this is going so it's all for your own entertainment and then they'll do it again the next night there you Crazy go exactly so, you're getting more so quality wrestling that's it fuck that's yeah exactly it and then and then you know on a more serious note because we know with the mental health and everything else, and insomnia, and you know, whatever else, injuries that wrestlers have gone through. It's a lot like, you know, the, the hockey players and all the athletes too. So if we could present an option, you have somebody that is out there like myself, um, who is committed and and you know is his life's work. Because if anybody doesn't know my story, um, I'm an alcoholic insomniac that. 11, on uh, November 11, 2015, it's my sobriety date, but yeah. it was it was one of these life-or-death situations. My blood pressure, I was 280 pounds. Wow. I stepped in the ring the other day at 210. Wow. I was, my blood pressure was 265 over 165, which you're supposed to be clinically dead oh, or have a stroke or a heart attack. Yeah. But the fact that I didn't... Um, and then the caregivers in this great state of Michigan where I live, I uh, had enough people around me that were able to give me the help that I needed and cannabis ended up saving my life. So now for the past six years, I put my mission and just to be educated so that when people aren't mis- misinformed, and it's not about whether you do or don't, it's do you know you have the options. Yeah. So um, that's all it is. That's that, amazing. That, that's what it is. And, it's about everybody else. So, like I told you, you know, like when you say, like I'm telling everybody, and I firmly believe that you manifest your own reality. Yeah. So when I say I'm going to be the Joe Gibbs of weed and wrestling, now Joe Gibbs, for any of you Australians who don't know, Coach Gibbs used to coach the Washington Redskins. Now he owns one of the big NASCAR race teams okay. that wins championships all, every time. So that's my goal to be. He went from football to NASCAR. I'm planning on going from hockey to cannabis and wrestling <laughs> just just to let everybody know that when you come to, to michigan like if you come over here and want to come into michigan i'll i'll have let you know where all the great matches are and then when, why wouldn't it me being a big fan help facilitate an opportunity you know for somewhere and and i couldn't think of a better group to do it with than danny damato and and the icw guys just for the fact because it's different yeah and it's different yeah and that, and that's what it is and that's why i think i love wrestling is because 
there's something for everybody. Yeah. It, abs- something for everybody. Like literally, even if it, it, like you could be into comedy, you can be into deathmatch stuff, you can be into the, you know, the hard hitting, you know, athletic stuff like the, there's something for everybody, the storylines. And that that's what really like breaks it down for everyone. When you think back to like your first exposure to wrestling, if you think about some of the first faces of wrestling that stood out to you, what uh, pops into your mind? Well, you know what? Um, you know, uh, I perfected the pile driver in sixth grade. Uh, Mr. Wonderful <laughs> Did Paul you now? Okay. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know, but I don't, you know. Did he learn it from you? Or? Back and break anybody's neck. But we were throwing, you know, so, you know, the Hulkamania era and to say, I don't know if I was a Hulkamaniac, but I appreciated like Ricky Steamboat. And I appreciated yeah. the guys that worked, but I always loved the storyline. So anybody that knows me knows that I'm a storyline guy which means I don't have to like it, but it's got to make sense. Yeah. And the minute it doesn't make sense, hence why I have an issue with the, the dictatorship and the, the, the filming of, like, WWE is a dictatorship, and it's, mm-hmm. here's your acting, here's your character, read your lines. Yep, 100%. Right? The forbidden door for everybody else isn't. Yep. And I like that. But I can also watch WWE and knowing that it is. I want, It's like watching a horror movie and then you get upset that you got scared. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, that's what you're supposed to be doing. So, for me, it's all about options. So, back then, I remember, like, Ricky Steamboat, Mr. Wonderful. You know, Jimmy Snook off the top rope. And then Stone Cold came around right around the time that I, in, uh, like, 93, 94, yeah. even before the ringmaster. But then... You know, when I played at Joe Louis Arena in my first few years as a Detroit Red Wing, and you got Stone Cold, The Rock, you got all these guys coming through that you get to meet. I mean, it's a kid in a candy store. So, yeah, um, yeah, I used to go around giving guys stunners. <laughs> Teammate of mine, Matthew Dandino, was The Rock because he could do the people's eyebrow yeah. and all this. And we used to make another teammate, Mike Knubel, be mankind. So... <laughs> What that meant is that you could hit him with a chair around the corner, or we jump him, or he, would, he took all the abuse. So, so you guys were always just I, like I wrestling, goes, you know? wrestling at the shows and stuff. That's it, man. And, <laughs> and you know, so the whole thing is—is is it wasn't until like ECW mm-hmm. that that's where you know, like I felt like that was the love yeah. because it was like wow. I mean, to get in not only the ring, but the arena. So, you know, I see something like I'd love to have a venue in Michigan, Mm -hmm. like an old ECW place that was strictly that you could bring in promotions, but you could have it set up sort of like it was for death matches specifically and stuff like that. But, I mean, I know that there's like my fandom has gotten bigger because of the fans in Michigan. Yeah. Right? And and that the guys, the people that have showed me who to look at, what mm-hmm. matches to watch. So, I mean, if anybody knows me, I watch I watch as much sports as I need to to talk about it. And other time I'm on YouTube or, I, or the Independent Wrestling Channel watching matches that I haven't seen, checking out people. I mean, you mentioned it, right? So, so even like with ICW and Ruthless Pro that was in Fenton mm-hmm. that weekend, mm-hmm. I mean, three matches in a row. You have my boy Schwartzy, who's the who's the comic um, 
who I who actually uses the CBD in his shtick now. He was so good, McCarty, because I love I love that, right? I love the that sort of thing. Then you had the Iron the Iron Demon, uh, Shane Mercer, bench press, gorilla press, Justin Kyle on the top rope, yeah. and then you see what he did to Yo Yo, throwing them all around like the massive monsters. And then you got, you know, Neil Diamond Cutter, Akira, or, you know, whoever going out there just carving everybody up, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or Hoodfoot. And, and Pondo. Uh, Fuck uh, yeah. Pondo. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, it's just so awesome. Yeah. The way that they do the matches and especially to be a part of that card and, you know, to hear guys say that, you know, the pit four and that was something special for them. It's my favorite show of the weekend, that, man, straight like up. That, that geeks me out, man, just as as the wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, while we're here, let's quickly talk about that now. So the Pit 4 was was my favorite show of the weekend. I felt like it really surprised me. There were a lot of names I didn't know on it, including yourself. Um, and every one of those matches blew me away. The vibe of the show, the 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 dust in the in that one downlight you know it it just looked like an you know an underground fight club movie you know it, it must have been surreal leading up to that have you been training for wrestling long or was it something that you just decided to jump in on or how did how did that work no so see I, i'm always around and and my whole thing is is being friends so terry garen who's rhino yeah. I've been friends with him for like 30 years, right? Okay. So um, I've always been interested in stuff like this. But, yeah, I I like – I figured out I, I I got to do every type of match, right, from mm-hmm. from being a part, like, a, like sort of a manager, then to be a tag team, then to be an individual, then to do the death match and stuff. I just, like, if I had a piece in it, whether it was taking a bump, selling – or that it made sense in the storyline, then, then I'm all ears to hear, right? I'm not trying to put myself in there, but if you have something that you think would help bring people in or whatever, then I'm going to get in the, but, but I'll get in the ring, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I box for 10 years. So yeah, I think that I have a good friend who's retired. His name's Jay Adams. He's a stuntman now, but he used to wrestle under Eddie Venom. The big guy done a bunch of stuff, so so he's always showed me different things, the intricacies. And I think uh, being such a big fan and watching so much wrestling, mm-hmm. all you got to do is tell me, you know, like the intricacies about, you know, I never knew that you take the rope with the right hand or you, you know, everything's left side on left side. You work the right to left. You just got to tell me, and I can apply it because it makes sense to me. Because I've watched it. Yeah, or, yeah it's almost a night in you. So what? What I will, what I would say is, what do you want me to do, and what do I need to do in there? So then they'll say, well, can you do, you know, shoulder tackle into the ring ropes, you know, um, off the ropes, uh, press, you know, slam, you know, whatever. Take a guy to the outside, chop him, let the kids chop him. Absolutely, all day long. And then my finisher because. I'm, uh, my finisher in a wrestling match is called the uh, D-Max Stoner, which is it's an abbreviation of the stunner, but I don't kick. I punch in the stomach, and then I 
then I'll, I'll drop you on the chin. So love it. So um, that like ice hockey, like stomach punch into a into a star. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's the whole thing, and uh, um, yeah. So um, I'm always willing to learn, mm-hmm. and I'll go down. So so Truth Martinez is wrestler that he has a, a school here, so we're friends. So I can go and watch those guys and. Whenever I'm around, like the, the Aaron O'Ryan that you saw fight in the pit in the first he match. great. You know, Isaiah Bronner, Jack Price, Tommy Vendetta, the Death Threat Army, Alex Weir, all these guys, they'll, we'll met, like, even when I'm standing there. So I'm always, like, learning different things and then always watching. And it's always cool, too, right? So imagine this. So I, I'm at backstage watching, and you got Ace Austin and Trey Miguel. Yeah. Right? Two guys on impact, and they're going to wrestle, but they're going through their match, right? And it was so cool because it's it's sort of like, I call it the stuntman's dance, right? Because yeah. they're prepping it, and all you hear them is going, but da 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 do the deal, do the deal, bop, doom, ding, da, do, no, then the hit, and it means nothing to me, <laughs> but they're going through it all, and then I watch it out there, and it's just like the artistry of it. Yeah. So I appreciate anybody who has passion and works hard and, you know, wrestling, because if you can find your niche, find that area, there's a spot for you. Yeah. And then, and, and even behind it, like, even as a fan, you know what I mean? Even behind the scenes, even the commentator. I think that Ron Miami and, and Struggles are two of the best commentators as far because you get, they're into it like they're fans as long as they're committed it's not you know and that's what i want to be a part of no matter and and it's not just you don't have to choose one yeah i want all of them to be that way i want everyone to be around you to tell me who to watch and all these guys and stuff like this because it's all about it and i love on twitter i love twitter war i love chirping the curse i'm gonna get them back (laughs) ah fuck it I'm gonna get him. Don't worry. I'm gonna get him back. He's got. Listen, I'm, he's got. He's got his work cut out for him. Coming up, he's gonna get his brains beating across the country. But when I get my hands on him again, but I, I, I can't say enough because I love those two and I think that, you know, fuck the Kirks. They got something. They got. A, they got a great great deal going. They're, they're amazing, you, right? She's tougher than he is by far. Everybody Without says her, that. Everybody he's says fucking that. nothing. If we had a one-on-one without her around, he would never, because she gets him to flip to another level. Yeah, and she takes some sick bumps too. Yeah, she's no, she, she she's crazy. That the fucking whole crazy hashtag crazy kitten. Fucking <laughs> crazy kitten. She she killed it. The whole presentation of that match for anybody that hasn't seen it, go check out the pit for IWTV from ICW No Holds Barred. You'll see Darren make his debut in the pit, and I I loved your whole entrance, man. So the Kirks come in, they're uh, holding up a sign. I guess it's some hockey player that we all hate. As I said, I don't really know hockey being Australian. <laughs> He's wearing a jersey that I can tell some dickhead that I don't like. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Yeah. I'll write this date down, March 26, 1997. Okay. Right? So when you have a spare time, just Google that. Okay. You'll see the brawl or whatever like this. And if you find the one that shows you, so the March 26 brawl was the payback for what this guy, Lemieux, 
which was 22, which is why I got Kirk uh, 22 Lemieux jersey, which was it's right. Which you, but I put his name on the back too because that's how big of a prick he is. <laughs> that uh, that that when you saw so. So if I break down the match, right? Yeah. For the hockey person, where he comes out with his, you know, I love Lemieux or I'm a Lemieux fan, yeah. sign, which is going to incite anybody in Michigan. So then I come out there before music hits and I just eyeball him. And you, got, I got to tell you, I was in my element, bro. Yeah. I was, comp- you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, that's like fight or flight. I'm fight. I mean, I'm going to sit there and, and, and whatever like that. And just the way that it played out. So he was wearing a Martin Brodeur jersey. Yeah. And the irony of Martin Brodeur, Hall of Fame, one of the greatest goalies, is he was the goalie for New Jersey when we lost in the finals. In the first <laughs> you know, I got it. Yeah. But I also, but the thing is, if you watch it back and you see when I pulled that jersey off him, I sort of grab it and I give it respect because I respect Martin Brodeur. Right. Hang it down. So that's when I'm looking away to the crowd, right, or yelling at Casey and I, uh, or or yelling at whatever, and I turn around and I because I pulled it off and I see the Colorado jersey, the twenty two. Well, that's just like immediate red. Right? <laughs> so that's when I go hammer him, hammer him. She jumps on my back and flip, which is felt right into it. And then when I watched it back too, it's all about because it's. It's all about all the things, like you said, right? So it's the slow, it's the methodical. And I think in Deathmatch, why I love it is because you got to play the story out. Yeah. You can't get ahead of yourself. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she was on the ground, and you know what? She looked scared. She wasn't scared. Nah, she wasn't, she's not scared of she fucking anything. She sucker me too. <laughs> she got it. I learned my lesson there, but she wasn't. And then I turned around and showed mercy. It's a awesome. mistake. It's a rookie move. You know now for next it time. A, you know what? But I'm. You know what? I'm a rookie. Yeah. I'm gonna make rookie mistakes. Took the light tube. It stunned me. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know, and then I got schoolboy. Man, I, I love when the light tube hit you because it was like 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 Ric Flair level, like just. <laughs> I'm going to send you a photo that my boy got. Yeah. That is awesome from as far as uh, that picture uh-huh. um, that he got from behind. I'll, I'll go through it. I'll send it to I'll you. I'll put it on the Instagram talk. for everybody to see. It's fucking, it's, it's money, dude. Yeah. Because it's, it's coming out and it's blowing up from oh, behind him. Dude. So. Nah, that's killer. I, I'm glad you had a great time with it. And I really hope to see you. Back, uh, I would love to see you get revenge against them. I love the spear through the table. Um, yeah, and I love the presentation, the beanie and the mask and stuff. Like like I said, I wasn't familiar, and you just come out and you look so intimidating. I'm like, who is this dude? Like, it was it was really, really cool, man. I enjoyed it. I appreciate that because I'm not trying to be anything that, that, that what I am and what I have is a huge wrestling fan that yeah. wants all these guys to get their just due. I mean, I sit... You know, I sit here and I'm just amazed because you know this is that this is artistry. Yeah. And you know what? It's just the you know Danny told me something. He said sweat and blood tells 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 the same story. Yeah. Right. And I guess for me, being a fighter and what I love about it so much, why I'm not a big UFC fan or boxing, is because you know what? I want if I want to see two guys beat the crap out of each other. I want to know that they're in on it together. Yeah. So it's about the crowd and it's about the story. And there's nothing like, I got so admiration to watch two guys just bloody beat the crap at each other. 
and be all excited and hugging after the match. And, you know, like, like that, it's all about the story and, and it brings everybody together. And, and like I said, I mean, thank you very much to that, the ICW family, the, uh, you know, Ruthless, every, everybody out there, because I mean, I got so many, so many favorite guys, old, young, you know, that Atticus, uh, Coger. Yeah. I mean, him and Otis, but, but he's got that, he's got that stick, bro, already. You know, then there's a lot of these young guys, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to get Akira and Tommy uh, Vendetta to fight. Oh, that they would be amazing. That, they said, they said, loser packs the bowl. And I said, you got it, boys. I'll let winner gets to choose the strain. There it is. <laughs> but that's, but that's what I mean. There's so many young, and you look at like what Akira did you know, this past weekend and all these guys, it's great because they're getting these opportunities everywhere to show what they love. And just, you know, for me, it's like, it's like for you too. It's just being a fan and being a fan of the people, right? I'm a fan of these people and this is what they do. Yeah. And, and and it's just, and all the people around it too, that support them and behind the scenes and put all the work in. And I mean, Find your tribe, yeah. no matter what it is. We're, we're so lucky like to live in this golden age of independent wrestling. Like IWTV is just so special. Like here I am, a guy in Perth, West Australia, speaking into his cupboard, uh, speaking to an NHL legend about independent wrestling, like, you know, in America. <laughs> like it's wild, right? But but it it is wild, but it also goes, you know what? Screw what they show me on TV or yeah. the internet. What Find is what you want. to be in my world. This is my world, right? Fuck yeah. Where people understand. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing to go. I mean, man, these guys are nuts, some of the things that they do. And yeah. and this, some of the moves they pull off. And then, you know, then you get into the traditional wrestling and stuff like this. That you got to remember, all these guys can do it. Yeah. You know, I know how to bleed. So I, I'm not afraid to get hit over the head and do stuff like that. It seems more in my wheelhouse. But you watch some of these. You watch like Murdoch's finisher, and you watch some of these movesets. You mentioned the pit. How about that Tommy Vendetta, John Wayne Murdoch finish over the chair? How about that finish? Jesus on Christ! On the chair, but the exchange because Tommy looks like he's got him off to finish him with his finisher. Then they go back and forth, but the sequencing there, yeah, and then to finish him on the chair like that. The accuracy it takes know. to do that chair yes. like safely is just unbelievable. Because we've seen, we've seen unsafe. Yeah. And we've seen, you know, unfortunate and not on purpose, but sometimes it's going so bad. It's going so, so fast that you don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what a show, man. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like tank and hood foot in, (laughs) like, get the fuck out of here with that finish. (laughs) Oh, I know, bro. How much? Like, is there? Do these guys get a bonus for whoever bleeds the most? Because Hoodfoot might have gave like five pints of blood. That Hoodfoot's weekend. the highest paid guy that weekend, if that's the case. Because oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! On this guy, and that's not even like he's not even a like. Uh, that's not his forte. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of new to death matches, so, right? That just goes to show you these guys. You know, and and here's the thing. Would you appreciate it is because of the respect and care. And then when I go back to it, I can't, I can't say enough about, about feeling 
never feeling like I was in gonna get hurt or anything. Yeah. And I give that to the professionalism of Brandon Kirk. And there's a guy, I'm telling you, one of the most underrated wrestlers out there right now. Yeah. Can bleed like anybody, can draw, but he's a good dude, man. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you gotta know is don't forget, you know who my guy is, right? Other than D- Justin Kyles. That's my dog. Yeah. So you know what? Listen, I'll get that that guy'll eat anybody I tell him to. Right? Because you know why? Because here's the thing. I got a jersey connect and he likes jerseys of all different athletes. So I keep getting him I say, Hey, I can get you this jersey to beat this guy up. It's perfect. You just got him it's on the perfect. payroll, just dropping him. Jerseys aren't cheap. Well, I know that, dude, but, you know, it works out because I got a guy. I love this. I got a guy, and it keeps me upright. So, no, I love Justin, too. What a great guy. And, you know, there, here's one of the things where he's, you know, I'm 10 years older than him, and he's a guy that comes into it late, but you see the love and passion of the, of the and willing mm-hmm. to learn and just where he's coming a short time. So, yeah. You know, it just assets of people to be around. Yeah. Speaking of J- Justin Carlo, I was actually speaking to uh, the ruthless owner, Chris Kohlenberg, um, just before I got on the phone with you, actually. So he said to say good day. Um, great job. Yes. Yeah, I love the job he does. He's amazing. But he was telling me about Justin Kyle. We were speaking about how talented he is. I was, I was saying how much I enjoy that, like, pro wrestling Justin Kyle – and super fight pit Justin Kyle, like the different presentation he gives, like the different vibe you get from each of those uh, presentations is so individual. And then, then Chris is telling me like, not only is he like the, like one of the hardest working guys there that can bring these different levels of intensity. He's like, but then he also like, he loves kids and puts in the extra effort. He said at the ruthless show where he like cracked his orbital socket, he was walking out of the ring and stop to get a photo with a kid, you know, with the belt and stuff, walk through the curtain and then like collapsed, you know, and they had to rush EMTs over because he was in so much pain. That's a professional, you know, as somebody that's passionate about what they do. And isn't that what the wrestling's all about? Absolutely. It's about the fans. Yeah. You know, it's about, it's about the fans and it's about the show. Mm -hmm. One of my, one of my highlights is I was fighting a kid named Chinstrap in IWR. Yeah. Which, which I got some great wrestling photos, right? Yeah. And he's like, so I'm geeked out, right? <laughs> but we do a spot where I get him on the outside and I chop him and then I grab him and I turn him around to a 10 year old kid. Yeah. This 10 year old hits him. I go to chat. He punches him right in the chest. <laughs> that, that we all went, oh, like, <laughs> Going, oh, like this, and then I turn them to two seven-year-old twin girls, yeah. and they both slap them in the face at the same time. <laughs> the whole arena pops. To me, that's what it's all about, right? It's yeah. the connection. Yeah, exactly. and it's the connection, and and that's why I love what goes in, goes in and about it. And it's about don't tell me what, tell me who, and it's about people, good people. So the good promotions, good people. You look at Ruthless; they got a great thing going. They got great. Great talent, great matches, different kinds of stuff that comes at you. And, um, yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Um, when I, I think about, you know, being a kid and going to wrestling shows, here in Australia it wasn't a thing, right? Like I didn't see my first wrestling show live until I was like 18, 19 when I flew to like the other side of the country for WWE's first tour in, I don't know, 100 years, right? When you were a kid and you were a fan and those things, did you get to go to any like live shows? 
you know, WrestleMania three was in uh, was at the Pontiac Silverdome. Yeah. So I grew up right across the border, just like the house I grew up in to Joe Louis Arena, which was where the wing we played. Uh-huh. Give or take ten minutes for the border of Canada was was forty minutes. Yeah. Right. So I grew up over here. So I was well versed. So WrestleMania three, Silverdome, amazing. And then and then the so um. I was in a, I got in, me and the guys I was talking about, Dan and Okanubo, so when they were doing, they do uh, Raw and Raw's uh, at Monday Night Raw's, and they do it when Stone Cold smashes Zamboni yeah, yeah, into the yeah. stage when uh-huh. we were there. I did a spot where D'Lo Brown's from Detroit, and he was fighting Bob Holly, and Bob Holly took a hockey stick, went to hit him by the thing, and I grabbed the stick, and, <laughs> and then broke it over Bob Holly. So, what? Um, That's amazing. Actually, uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, we were lucky too because our PR guy was a PR guy at the University of Michigan. So yeah. he was there when when uh, Dwayne Johnson was there. So we got to meet all these guys behind the scenes. I got to know being Canadian like Edge and Christian and Chris Jericho, and yeah. um, I still talk to Jericho a lot. So you know, it's just it, you know, it, it's just one of those things that that was you know really the only product with that WCW and. Mm-hmm. I I never was into. I like it when it's when it's everybody you know when you compete against yourself. Yeah. When you're not like I don't get like what you like. Yeah. Don't like what you don't like. I mean, it doesn't matter. Just understand what it is, and you know that's the beauty of it. Now, the forbidden door to me is for wrestling fans also. Yeah. You know, how many times? Are you free to put, like, you got an idea or whatever in one of these threads about, oh, this match, or you check this guy or check this guy out. Within a month or two months, man, you got guys like, you know, your Moxley, Gage, you know, the GC, uh, GCW, which is coming back to, to Michigan here soon. Mm-hmm. Like, you got all these guys fighting up, and, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. So all these matches that you never thought you might see, and then we even talk about what Tony Khan and AEW's done. So yeah, and seeing like those you know independent guys like starting to turn up and stuff on AEW on Dark and on the show. Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty, RSP, like they they've got their finger on the pulse and they're bringing in these people and giving them opportunities and stuff. It's just like an unbelievable time to be a wrestling fan. Absolutely is, mm-hmm. and and you know what? Here's the thing: I'm buddies with Doc Gallows. Yeah. So I, I talk. I call him. I I ask him. He's so he's funny. He's the one man. that. Oh God, he's he's the best, dude. He's got Sex Ferguson working his way into Impact. Or AEW. I love it. I but love it. What, but he's the one, you know, like the intricacies, the little things, you know, hard and soft places, soft and hard places, this yeah. and that. But what I say, what I say, I said, hey, Doc. All right. It looks like you guys are having a blast. Mm-hmm. Are you? And and when when a guy like that says you can't even imagine, it's I'm so excited to to go to work every day or to go yeah. do whatever, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It shows. Yeah. There's no fake. There's no. These guys are loving it. You look at to me, the CM Punk return was the. That was it. Was sort of that was the moment that it be, really became real. Yeah. Real, real yeah. to me, like huge. That was never gonna happen. But you see the what what he's doing, and to say that he's promoting, so you know that he's just going through and going. 
I like this guy. I want to see this guy. And and doing that, we see him every week getting his chops back, looking more like it. But being a be, – he's – I get it for what it is. I was an angry guy, you yeah. know, up in – for. 2010 to 2015 with the things like that. I'm not the same person. Yeah. You know, I want that. I want to be happy. Yeah. Like CM Punk. So yeah. why can't we all be happy? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love so, it how he's just like, he's just, uh, like I re- retired from professional wrestling sort of at the start of his WWE run. He's like, and now I return to professional wrestling because it's a different product. It's like you said, it's uh, entertainment versus pro wrestling and and that's what they're delivering now and i i think that debut like when you see the raw emotion in that and in the crowd and their reaction it's exactly what you said it was it was a, a landmark moment for for wrestling no it definitely was bro definitely um when uh when you also think back through your wrestling fandom i'd be really interested to know when you started becoming like a deathmatch fan like when when did you start to to uh, get COVID. into more of that COVID like COVID. ICW no holds barred kind of stuff like like I'd watched it right you know like yeah. the hardcore to me or whatever was ECW yeah right so I never got into because I didn't understand and I I think that there was a couple things mm-hmm. right I started the COVID allowed me to sort of get into it yeah. but the thing that really kicked the thing that really killed kicked it kicked it overdrive to me was watching. Dark Side of the Ring with Nick Gage. Yeah, and wow. The fact because because I have so much respect for him because I feel like I've been in a lot of different places that he's been and the people, the MDK for him is like I say with with my Wing Wheel Nation. I'm a battery and they're my power and got me through a lot of things. So yeah. that's that's why I do all the things I do to get out there and say thank you and 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 I get it and. And it's just that passion, you know, of losing people or just, you know, having something to believe in, you know, greater than yourself. So the fact to understand that, to understand, you know, the the bigger than that, that everything that that, the GCW and Brett Lauderdale and those guys have gone through, then it led me into, and I knew the Danny DeMano's name because of ECW. And then Tommy Dreamer's a friend. And so I started going back through that. And then somebody said ICW. And somebody said, turn me on to the Honey Badger. And I was like, this guy's got to be the craziest. Like, I want this guy on my team. Yeah. I mean, I walk in and like this guy is a savage. And then I went on a, you know, a whole thing and get into the and so over the past year or so, and then it was making these relationships, and then like started going to the independents as things started coming out, and started to do a bunch of things and just be around guy. Another guy you got to check out is Drag King Logan, mm-hmm. right? Drag yeah. King Logan, mm-hmm. who's he's uh, he's got a big match tonight, IWR. Um, him and Shane Douglas are facing uh, Tommy Dreamer and Rhino. Yeah, right. So okay, that's he, huge. Yeah, he he's a uh, he's a good, and I love his gimmick and his and, and his shtick too, and he lives by. And he's one of he's one of those guys. Like I wouldn't say he's a death deathmatch guy, but he's a hardcore guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, and then for me, it's when I get to talk to these guys and get to know these guys, and I'm a fan of the people. So it's just, it's just, you know, they see that I love wrestling, you know, as much as they do. And it's like I told my son, right? 
I have a son. His name's Griffin McCurdy. He's 25. Shout out, Griffin. I told him, I told him when he's growing up, I said, listen, it's because your dad plays in the NHL that your love of hockey and my love of hockey, there's no greater. It's just different. So if you want, you know, the odds of you making the NHL or whatever like this aren't great, but if you love the game, you got to stay into it. Well, he was a good hockey player, but he ran into concussion problems. But this kid went, got himself education through UCLA. Mm -hmm. At 25 years old, he's the head coach of the Division II UCLA Bruins. Wow. So what I'm saying is follow your passion. Yeah. Find your passion, Mm -hmm. you know, and then put whatever you put in to get out. Yeah. And that's why that's why to see all these guys go out there and and beat and bash the brains in for the show, for the fans. So I'm just here going, I see you guys and I appreciate it. Hey, here's some C B D. Rub that on. You'll feel better tomorrow and then you'll do something even crazier. <laughs> <laughs> and entertained me. Uh, it's funny that you uh, mentioned Neil Diamond Cutter. He's a good friend of mine, the first international guest I ever had on this show. Um, you mentioned off mic before we started recording that you went to his uh, deathmatch weapon uh, building sort of seminar that they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, but it, and and I was telling you before too is is that was the best part to sit around with all those guys and to watch them make these, you know, to, to learn that you want the barbed wire in five foot pieces and you want it to, um, you sort of wrap it soft, right? There's the different intricacies and in how uh-huh. you wrap it. So, you know, cause you're, you're entertaining. You're not trying to kill the guy. Yeah. You're trying to kill the guy, right? You know what I'm saying? So you're trying to control the risks really like, because it's, you, it, right. you, it's, it's dangerous, it's, but you want to, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So it was cool to watch. But one of my favorite ones is when they put the poppers on the bats and it's so loud. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, it's so cool. But you know, and then the glass and all this, but here's the intricacy. And this is what really got me because these guys, how much they care is where Neil says, he says, Hey, because it's it's they invite people to bring their weapons, and a lot of it I learned is just to educate. Yeah. So there's a bat there with a whole bunch of toothpicks, and Neil goes, "Who did this? Because this is no, no, absolutely not. Because I've got wood in my skin before. I've had blood infection. This is what happens. These toothpicks can get in there. If you want to use them, chop them down in half and put them in. So when you hit them, they move in a little bit more and they won't puncture as much. Yeah. So all these little intricacies that go behind it to make each other and, and really to see, you know, he's the king of the chains and to see him yeah. doing this, like to walk in early and to see him hanging out the chains or whatever. Well, I know that he's got a, it's got a problem. I'm probably going to see something to that effect later on in the match. And when he pulls it out or how he does it, it's, it still amazes me. Yeah. Oh, no, uh... And, and, and it's awesome. Yeah, it really is. It's on the, awesome. uh, uh, I did an episode with uh, Jeremy and Sean from I Got Your Five Stars where we reviewed the whole Deathmatch Circus weekend, and I, I literally brought up that same part. Like, he was the first guy I've ever seen do the Tree of Woe in the chains, same as is the first guy I've ever seen do a lion salt, you know, <laughs> off the, the middle of the thing. Like, he, he said it himself. He's taming those chains, and it's simple physics. He's a real Deathmatch professor, and oh, uh, dude, nobody dude, else controls those chains. Physics, like him. Bro. Yeah. That's his favorite word. Yeah. That's just simple physics. He's, he's a, but that, that's that's the thing is he's a freaking genius yeah. as far as it goes for a deathmatch mind. Like like those are the guys that that 
you want to take that next step and learn from because they're going to teach you the proper way. And I believe that no matter what it is in life, it's those OGs. That, and, and that's what I like too, is you can see the hierarchy and the respect yeah. and the love throughout, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, that's what it is. It's the compassion for fellow human beings, even as, you're bleeding all over each other. <laughs> As you're trying to murder cool. each other, we still want to make As sure that everybody... Is you're like... controlled murdering each other. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want. Um, I I definitely think the the COVID era may, has made a massive impact on professional wrestling. And I think that deathmatch wrestling put wrestling on its back during this time. Um, when, you know, nobody could run shows and these guys are running outdoor shows, ICW No Holds Barred 2, probably one of my favourite shows in that car park in Atlantic City, which is just, like, absolutely crazy. And you see all these shows thriving. I I, I said this to a couple of people. Do you, Would you say that we're probably in, like, the golden age of deathmatch wrestling now? It has never been more mainstream or more accepted or more popular than it is right now. And you know what it is? It's because people are educated because yeah. they look into it and they see it other than just smashing stuff over the head. When they can understand that the story is being told, when they can use like the independent wrestling channel to learn the history or to go back because, or the YouTube or the internet and it's covered so well yeah. by so many different ways you can follow it. And if you spend some time, you can find like yourself, like different guys that, look at it the same sort of way or, or love it in the same way. Now there's, that's the beauty is that you, you'll find people that love the same thing that you do and it's okay. It's just, you gotta do you ask questions and you could love it all yeah. or you don't have to love any of it. But, <laughs> but I think that the, because people have it, I think right now more than any time, it's a golden age of understanding death match wrestling yeah. and they don't look at it as Neanderthals, just ruthlessly beating each other because that's the one thing too, is when you hear guys like John Wayne Murdoch and Neil Diamond Cutter and going, well, why do these guys do this? This is stupid. Like just to do it, to do it. No, there's no reason for it. But then you see they're taking this big risk and this big move because it's, it's got an intricacy and it played out. Well, that's the whole thing. And I think it's more of a, it's more like, you know, a horror story yeah. than it is anything else. The continuation. Yeah, exactly. Deathmatch horror story coming up now. Uh, horror story. <laughs> That's what they need, the new American deathmatch horror story for the, you know, the new American horror story or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. Exactly. They just story. do a full documentary. Well, the deathmatch horror story lineup for ICW No Holds Barred, which is coming in a couple of weeks now, I'd have to look up the date, is going to be a crazy match. You see the the multi-man that they've announced with like Nightmare Freddy yeah. and <laughs> I told Danny it was nice to meet him and I'll see him in the next life because <laughs> well I see the Carver and and like was it Carver Tank that. Crip Keeper Nightmare Freddy and it's just like Danny just there and you're like Nightmare you're gone Freddy, I, I mean like it's a wrap I on mean, Danny DeManto after this. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Either he wins yeah, or he's I mean, gone. He's pulled into a fucking dream abyss somewhere. He's fucked. Like he's dealing with demons. It's not. It's not going to be great for him. <laughs> he's dealing with uh, tons of demons. Yeah. Fucking oh, hell, man. Man, I got. I got to say, the, this conversation is exactly 
why I started this podcast like just over a year ago because how you speak about wrestling is how I speak to wrestling to other people but not everybody I know gives a fuck about it and I'm like no but you don't understand and I'm like so pumped about it and then to have this kind of conversation with somebody where it's just like unbridled enthusiasm gives me the energy to do more episodes you know what I mean like you know what Rafe fuck them all if they don't like it because there are you know that I'll watch yeah. And and learn because it's the whole thing. Find it and and some of us get way way geeked about different things. Yeah. I, I, hey, listen, my first name should be Mark. I'll mark out. <laughs> I'll pop out. Mark McCarty. There he is. Me, <laughs> you'll hear me in the back, Mark yeah. McCarty. Yeah. You'll hear me side stage wherever I am because if you make me pop, I'll pop my ass off. Yeah. Dude, I saw I saw a ref take a stutter bump out of nowhere, which was one of the greatest bumps I've seen. It was a, it was close to rocks of Stone Cold. Like he sold it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feet, right? I've seen Tommy Dreamer sell a stunner with a headstand. Yeah. It's fucking unbelievable, bro. Like, straight up. Amazing. And, and like, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. I mean, I'll pop it off. And you can look at me, and I'll be just saying, yeah, my name's Mark. What do you want? <laughs> It's okay. Like what you like. Yeah, exactly. Like show that enthusiasm to everybody and those workers in the ring deserve it. You know what I mean? Boo the bad guys, cheer for the good guys and just have an amazing time. And I've never seen anybody walk into a wrestling show, deathmatch or otherwise, and not be entertained. Well, that's the whole thing, right? And and, and this is the biggest thing. And I think this is what deathmatch had already, which is influence and everything else. Right. Whereas WWE, it's like, entertain me, entertain me. Everything else is you go to AW, you go to ICW, you go to GCW, you go to uh, Ruthless, you go to whatever. You're looking to be entertained. You want to be excited. Everybody there is wants to be excited and they want to be a part of something together. And I think that that's the the awesome part. Yeah. Right. And to me, that's what the forbidden door is. It's whether you're in the ring, out of the ring, whether you're part of the show or you're watching the show, you are part of the show. You are the show. I think you really put your finger on something there because I didn't realize it until now. Like I often felt like WWE when I used to watch it was trading on my, the goodwill of my childhood. Like, and I always felt like I was watching it going, waiting for something to happen, entertain me. And I remember going to shows and going to show live with my wife and we were like front row and stuff like that. And everybody around me was just like sort of sitting there, just sort of waiting for it to happen. Then fast forward to 2019, me and my wife fly to Vegas for our 10 year anniversary we go to double or nothing. We get married the morning of the show and we go and like get in line with everybody. And just the vibe is crazy. Everybody's like, what are you guys doing? We just got married this morning where Triple H and Stephanie got married in the thing. And they're buying us drinks and the atmosphere was absolutely electric. Like I've never been to a show like it. And obviously everybody, the build up and leading up to that first show was unbelievable. Like, and you go to shows now and you see that, and I can feel it through the screen on IWTV or, or on yeah. AEW. But then when I watch WWE, even when I tune in, this like this, I don't know, this fucking film, this malaise of the anti-excitement. I don't know. Maybe it's just me because projecting that. But yeah, You're like, because are you like me? You're like, all right, I'm just waiting. How are they going to 
fuck something up. Like, how are they going to screw somebody now? I'm like, just do something cool. Just one time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're going to screw, but they're going to do, like, it's just something stupid or whatever. Like, like, like this stuff, like, let's do a King of the Ring, a Queen of the Ring contest. Let's give them, here, let's give these girls two minutes. Let's give the, give me two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Give me the two minutes, you know, to be out there. You don't give these guys, and that's where it's the same thing, yeah. right? It's always been that way. Yeah. And I don't want to say, you know, misogyny or whatever else, but there's this, there's Vince's, it's Vince's show. Yeah. It's always been there. And I think through COVID, through everything that as we get older and stuff, we're just, we watch it for our youth. Yeah. To be entertained. Exactly. To hope that your favorite guys do something or that there's because because look at it right what is the thing who's the biggest the biggest part that should be running 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 and he always tries to screw it up is the new day yeah the new day is your that that that's your your candy crop and yet you got to split them up you got to do this look what they did to the hurt business like you can't get behind anything because at when you think it's going to work like that's where I say storyline guy. Yeah. Well, WWE, I just like it's just to make sure to see what's going on, who's there, whatever else. I, I, you can't get invested. No, because it, because it almost seems like it. they're like they're not about stories; they're just about moments, and so they'll just flip on a dime to have like a headline or to have something happen, but then it doesn't make sense. Whereas back in the day, they used to really build those stories, and yeah, and because I am a detail guy, it, the the lack of logic just like disconnects me immediately. You and know? look, and look at what Tony's Tan is doing. Yeah. Right, Tony Khan is you and me, mm. right? Because he cares. Yeah. He care. Right? How about you know what? And here's the one thing too. The bullet club angle with everything else forced me to go back to the to see all the bullet club and all this yeah. and how it came. Yeah, and New Japan. That, yeah, dude, right? Five, six years ago, all the stuff tying in as a yeah. wrestling fan. When you tie that stuff in, when you storyline something to make sense, you know this or that. I don't have to like it if it makes sense. You got me. Yeah. I see it. Exactly. It's a, it, it all comes together. It's like a, a big, you know, comic book universe. And when they are not afraid to, like, reference these characters' histories, let them have their real names, talk about how he was an IWGP champion, talk about how, you know, uh, Gallows and Anderson were, you know, multiple IWGP tag champions. It lends some credibility. You don't have to pretend these things don't exist and change their name and make them your toys because everybody knows er- anyway. Everybody's too smart. The internet exists. So, well, that's the whole like, thing. don't Dude, insult people's we're intelligence. We're having this conversation that we could never have mm-hmm. talking about watching. We could, we could have this conversation about any of the things that we've watched together or whatever. We could never have that connection before, right? That yeah. was the power of Vince keeping everybody separated. Now we realize, wait a sec, we don't we don't have to eat what he serves us. <laughs> we can say, no, thank you. I'm going to go over here because, you know what, they seem to care about, wow, you know, uh, it's not a dirty plate. You walk in and, and it's not somebody else's mess. It's got a nice clean plate, wants you to sit out. Oh, you're invited in. <laughs> oh, come on in. The more the merrier. 
crazy. It's it's amazing, man. That all out show you mentioned with CM Punk, like when that happened, uh, we did a I did an episode with my friends called All Out Feels where we talked about it, and they had said, "Oh, do you think more people will debut than CM Punk? Like, do you think uh, Adam Cole will show up or Brian Danielson?" And I was like, "No, no way." Like, that'll be one, and then they can just do it later. But what's amazing about AEW is they just gave you everything. All the birthday cake, all at once. Here's that. Here's fucking Suzuki. Here's Adam Cole. Here's Brian Danielson. Here's Ruby Soho. And you're just left going, what do you mean I'm allowed to, like, enjoy everything and have fun? And they just, like, are just hitting you with all this stuff. And though they can't do that constantly, they make it fun to enjoy wrestling instead of feeling like they're always taking away moments and cutting off your guys and that kind of stuff well here's the thing too right because it's corralling the talent but allowing the talent because where do you get to know these guys mm-hmm. being the elite yeah. the guevara vlog you know what i mean like the look what ethan page is doing you know like you get to know these people through twitter through different things on how they react so they don't have to be there all the time it sort of makes sense and then the, and here's the one thing they plan this stuff out yeah. like the pinnacle on the inner circle you could tell the way that all the little intricacies from each week the way they piece it off like this ain't the Vince you don't have to worry about you know a big change the night before or this or that this has been planned out every angle because the little intricacies, the small little things that I'm a fan is always looking for mm-hmm. is because they care about it. Yeah. Because you know what? Tony's going, um, you know what? I'm going to notice this. So somebody's going to notice this. Yeah. We got such a this. massive fan. Right? They don't. Here's the thing, right? You know what? It's nice not to be treated stupid. Yeah. Let's not to be treated like I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and they're ta- taking the moment to make sure it makes sense. And even if they're running something on the fly, they'll dot T's and cross I's to make sure yes. it makes sense. Yeah, you know well, what you're I mean? Confused, but then it'll play. You know that. Well, I'm a little confused now, but I, I'm sure it'll play out by the end of the show. Yeah. Or 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 Excalibur will come with a comment, or somebody shows up on commentary, or there. Oh, there's your answer. How many times have you done that? With I wonder if. Oh, oh! I didn't see that coming. Because yeah. AEW gets me with, whoa, nice twist. I didn't see that coming. Where WWE, like, I, I'm more or less like, w- why'd you do that? Yeah, and that I, I, I hate scripted stuff play? too. Like, why it's are just... we, why are we replaying Raw from last week and the week before and the week before? That's the beauty of matter. AEW. You won't see, you know, there, 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 there's a method to the madness. I mean, you look at the matches that are coming down for Rampage and for, you know, this weekend and stuff, Suzuki and, and Danielson. Danielson and, Get fucked. I mean, <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, come on, man. That's like not even making you wait for a pay-per-view. That's not like, okay, well, you've That's got to wait till all that. They're like, you know what? It's on TV this Friday. Like, it's, that's how they but do it. here's the thing, right? Notice this, right? It's Tony's not afraid to, to, to say... What's Vince not doing? What will Vince never do? You know, shit like like that. What won't he do? If it comes down to a dollar or whatever, but it's for the people, that's where it comes out, mm-hmm. right? Because it's in it for the for the long haul. Yeah, exactly. I hope that uh, you know maybe as things 
you know, progress and competition's good for everybody. I hope that WWE finds a way to adapt and change and to, you know, improve the those sort of uh, snags that they've had. And then we could have even better WWE. I would love to see, like, all the history I, that I grew up with be good, you know? Like, that would be amazing. You know, well, that won't happen until John Laronitis is gone. So whenever that happens... <laughs> You know, I, and I'm so bummed. Yeah. Because I loved NXT, what Triple H and, and mm-hmm. you know, Shawn Michaels and those guys did. And you could tell that, that I don't know. I just, I, that's my personal wrestling preference, right? So I don't, so, like, NXT's a joke. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I and I love, I love some of their guys and stuff, but I don't know. It's just. But it is. But the beauty is, there's so many other places that I can go. Exactly. So now, and it's more so that I, I, I follow guys and follow. Yeah. Different. You can follow them anywhere now, which is amazing. And right. you don't need to get. Uh, when there used to only be one game in town, you only had the choice to like like it or hate it. Now you can just choose to not watch it, and you can just focus your positive energy on the things that you like, which is you know, where you want to be. You don't want to be, I remember just angrily like, oh, this, this again, blah, 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 same thing. I'm mad about it. But there was no other options for me, like on a big scale. Then I discovered New Japan. Oh. Then I started watching Ring of Honor. Then I started doing those things. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to watch this anymore. I can find wrestling in other places. And that wrestling keeps getting better. And I can just put my positivity into the world and not have to, feel negative and depressed about what's coming next in wrestling. Yeah. Which, which isn't it night? Like it, 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 it feels again, like it did with like, sort of like Hulkamania or attitude here, but it feels different because it feels pure. Yeah. Like it feels, it feels pure intentions that are, that are going around that we haven't had. And, and you know what? The purest of intentions are in the most violent. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah, that that's the thing. Those guys are doing I it because they love it. it. Yeah, because when I when you're there, you it's this vibe of of whatever. Where you like you said, we were talking about that pit four. Every one of those matches and the brawl, the you know Isaiah Bronner and Justin Kyle and and like just two behemoths going at it. Then you got you know the the different matches, um, but it was just. It was just so different, but so cool. You know what it reminded? The first thing that we, when I looked at the the monitor that was outside or whatever, I go, "Holy cow, man! Am I in blood sport?" Yes, yeah, awesome. I, I said the That's same thing. I was and, like, <laughs> and, and that aura of the dust and everything like yep. that. I mean, it was like special combination of being in uh, Rocky uh, Rocky Four in the mountains there when he's working out to get, get ready for Drago and and in the barn and and with a lot of the dirt. So, Hell I yeah. mean, shout out to the crew because they, with, with what they did with what they had, and I know you guys talked about it, you know, from the unevenness of the ring outside and the rain and stuff like this, but what a, what a great weekend. Absolutely. De- definitely a highlight wrestling weekend um, that I've been to. Yeah, we were spoiled for choice over that entire weekend, and I'd say that the Deathmatch Circus weekend is maybe – one of like the the best weekends of wrestling that I I have seen just 
ever. Like it was so fun from Ruthless to ICW No Holds Barred and there were so many different flavours of matches. It was just amazing and I'm sure it felt amazing to be a part of it. The real question is, what's next as far as wrestling for Darren McCarty? Are we going to see you back in that pit or what? You never know. Like I said, if it plays along with, if, if the story makes sense. Um, but, you know, I plan on hanging out and, and, you know, being around and being a fan in the stands and in the crowd anywhere. But you, you never know. I'm always up for a conversation. Like I said, if it makes sense in the story, I ain't afraid to put the work in. And, I mean, I ain't afraid to bleed, so th- that that makes sense. That's it. Darren McCarty's always ready to throw hands. That's always it. And you, hey, and you, you know what? Even even Brandon Kirk, I I put one on his chin there just to let him know that yeah, it was. Did. And he even said, "Oh, the old man still got the hand." Okay, listen. These are the money makers, bro. They can still go. <laughs> That's it. You don't get to the level you were at without uh, knowing a few tricks. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. it. You know, you you, you always. Few, a few up up the sleeve, except that 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 that's the beauty of learning all the tricks and all the all the different intricacies. Because you know, in a sport, and what I love about wrestling is is that you know your opponent is is sort of in in control of your care. Yeah. And there's something that goes with that where there's a respect back and forth that you know. Like in the death matches, you can go as hard or as soft as the other guy wants to, and sometimes you see that. We saw that the sickest female death match um, with Mickey Knuckles and uh, yeah, Sadika. That was unbelievable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't want to get into the cage with either one of those. They're nuts. No. <laughs> but they're terrifying. As we start to wrap up here, I normally ask everybody uh, what they're feeling in professional wrestling. And though this podcast has been a celebration of everything that we like in professional wrestling, I don't want to shortchange you. So if you could recommend to anybody what Darren McCarty is feeling in professional wrestling right now, what would you say? You know what? I think you nailed it as far as just to embrace the journey and the golden age of of where we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And because like you said, you don't have to you don't have to settle for anything that you don't like. Yeah. Right? So get out there. I would I would one hundred percent tell everybody to get the independent wrestling television channel that'll change your life as far as if you like wrestling and go down the rabbit holes. Yeah. You know, go if if you got WWE or Peacock, go down some of the rabbit holes. Get online, get get in some conversation, ask people. You know, that that's that's what I would say is that it's much a part of you can find people out there that love the same things that you do, love the same people that you do and you know, that's to me what it's all about. And you know, God bless a guy like Tony Khan, um, who has really come in and really shown everything that he says about being uh, a wrestling fan like you and I. And that's what it takes sometimes. It took somebody to come in that, that Vince can't buy out, intimidate or anything, and now you see whatever you want to call the forbidden door. Well, it's the golden age. So let's uh, – I can't wait. I can't wait till you get back over here and we can actually go to a uh, – Go to a wrestling event uh, t- together. That would be cool. That would be absolutely amazing. I would love that. There's so many shows I want to see, and to get to uh, hang out with you would be something very, very special, my man. Uh, absolutely. It's just it's just a matter of time. You know what? Like yeah. I said, I told Dan- Danny's a huge, Danny DeMano's a uh, huge Cowboys fan, so I said, well, 
So you we're working on pit 100 at uh, the Jerry Jerry World <laughs> pit in, uh, in Dallas. There, I said, you put it out there. Why not, bro? Let's go. Why not? Let's yeah. fill that place up. Fuck yeah, no worries. I figured you'd be in. Oh, I'll I'll be in. It'll be about then when travel can happen. So I'm fucking keen ass. <laughs> well, that's uh, pit 100, so that'll be like four or five years. Oh, great, here. great. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll de- I should definitely be able to come come by then. Hey, um, where do there you go? See, I, that's what I made sure. <laughs> I was like, we got to make sure rape can fly over. So I really, I really appreciate you uh, booking Danny Demanto's schedule around my schedule. That's very thoughtful of you. <laughs> No, no worries, bro. Oh, that is amazing. No worries at all, bro. And and at the end of the day, you know, like this is, I'd rather, like, my whole thing, like I said, I'm going to be the, the Joe Gibbs of wrestling and weed, whatever, like, I, I'll, you watch, because when I get everything situated here in the next three, four months, yeah. you wait till I blow up my, put out my wrestling show. I'll be talking wrestling every day. Well. I just talk other shit because they make me. <laughs> <laughs> we need to focus on I, what you I, love. I, I, dude, that's the whole thing. I'd love to do fucking wrestling. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's all I do. Yeah. Get up in the morning, watch Simon Miller fucking ups and downs, go to Cultaholic, get all the news, listen to fucking, listen to whoever, yeah. you know, go on Twitter, see what guys are talking about, see what I missed, go, you know, talk to people, you know, like fish, you know, throw a couple of chirps out randomly fucking at the Kirks just because, you know, just like, <laughs> that's what I love, bro. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, it, I don't know. It's just there's something to it because it's that human connection. Yeah. And it's just like, that's what, and, and, and it's funny because you would think me being such a wrestling fan or whatever, but I'd never... I never wanted to really do it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Until, until like, you know, even, even doing the wrestling stuff, you know, but, but to have to put the work in to do it for the death match mm-hmm. makes sense to me, which is sick, but I understand it. So it's the lunatic mentality. Yeah. Because it's, it's the performance mm-hmm. and to watch these guys perform and it's, it's incredible. It's it's just incredible at a, at a different level. I think it's it's uh, the respect that I have mm-hmm. is is more than anything. Yeah. You know, it, it's just you know. And then when they let you inside it, like behind the scenes a little bit, then you have more. Then it just blows you away, and you're just like, yeah, these guys are and awesome. So many of those guys are so awesome. They've been so giving of their time to me and so accepting to me and I'm just a guy on the other side of the world that likes wrestling you know what I mean and speaking to you now and like seeing the excitement and passion in your face and in your eyes and stuff like everybody out there can know that they they can find that same community you know like uh, wrestling offers that for anybody deathmatch wrestling especially offers that for everybody for such a violent form of art it's also like of a, a very special form of art and a very caring one, you know? So I'm just, yeah, I'm so grateful to the deathmatch community and I'm, I'm so grateful that uh, like to yourself for your time and to, for everybody's time. So I really want to thank you, man. Tell everybody where to find you on social media, how to find the CBD products. What do we do? Yeah. Um, Darren McCarty, 
Dot-com is uh, where you can find anything there. McCarty, you want to uh, ship the CBD roll-on that the wrestlers use all over the world. You can go on there to check that out. Uh, Darren McCarty 4 on Twitter. I control that, so you and me, we can chirp all day long at each other. I also have uh, Darren McCarty blue check marks on uh, Instagram and Facebook, but I don't run those. Those... <laughs> Those I'm not allowed. But I got the Twitter, bro. I can't give them the Twitter. You got the sacred so, Twitter that nobody's. And then if you're uh, if you're so inclined, I do a uh, a weekly uh, eleven to five or eleven to one Eastern time. So it'd be eleven p.m. to one a.m. Australian time. Uh, it's called Woodward Sports Network. So okay. it's a local Detroit sports with the former. Uh, Detroit Lion and Joint Bell and a local media personality, Neil Rule. So talk a lot of Detroit sports, and I get wrestling in there every every now and then. Yeah, yeah, well, they're not looking. That's awesome, man. Well, good luck with all your endeavors in the future. Good luck with what you've got planned for wrestling. If you ever need anything from me, if you want to promote anything, open invite to the show. And maybe we've even got to get you, get you back and do some reviews of some deathmatch shows at some point, talk some shit. I love it. Yeah. I love it. This won't be, this is the first of many, right? But yeah. uh, look forward and appreciate you. You know, obviously, just keep doing what you're doing because Thanks, whether man. you know it or not, it's not up to us who's listening. I'm one of the ones that's a fan of yours and, and, and your perspective. And I knew that, you know, to have this conversation because the two dudes yeah. from the Commonwealth, you know, <laughs> across the world, you know, Got a lot of, what, God save the queen. God, she's still alive. <laughs> she she on, is still man. alive. Like, there's she's some fucking alien. science going she's on there. Some even evil science. <laughs> Don't get us started. Okay, we got your blood. Okay, we're going to, we're going to, yeah, fucking, we're going to finish this episode and then we'll go into queen conspiracies after this. But I, once again, want to thank you so much. The Commonwealth Connection, Darren McCarty and Rafe Houston <laughs> and Faces and Feels. Corey, Deathmatch Worldwide, draw up that shirt for us. It's going to be awesome. Dude, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, Thank you, bud. Awesome, man. Okay, so for the amazing Darren McCarty, for Deathmatch Wrestling and for Faces and Feels, remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, at Faces Feelscast, Twitter, at Faces Feelscast, and Facebook, at Faces Feelscast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com, and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com The official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch Wrestling promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com.
DeathmatchWorldwide.com for the violent view.